Welcome to Coffee and Tea with me, Damiana. This week we're enjoying a Kona coffee bev that I just got from my trip to Hawaii. Literally just got back like two days ago. Miss it already. Um, I sort of get that urge like every time I go somewhere that I do that thing where I'm like, oh my god, should I move here? And then, <laughs> but I get like super chaotic about it. I've moved like every year since I was 18. So every time I go somewhere, I do this thing where I like imagine myself living in that area and like being an islander um I'm part Filipino being on that island sort of like really felt like home in a way and I grew up in Japan and Hawaii has like a huge Japanese influence so going to the stores and like seeing all the things that I ate when I was little um was kind of really satisfying and also kind of works out because I sort of lost my ability to speak Japanese um as well as I used to so kind of nice to go there and like speak English and <laughs> speak Japanese when I want to like it's super great anyway I love enjoying my little favorite snacks but that's not about this I didn't mean to talk about my trip to Hawaii um editor Damiana here you literally intended to talk about Hawaii that's literally on your outline for this episode anyway back to it this week we are enjoying a crafted latte iced of course um if you're Queer, I feel like you get that. Hot bevs, the devil. Um, we are enjoying a double shot Kona coffee iced latte with oat milk. Once again, of course. Um, I did put like three and a half pumps of white mocha in there and a caramel drizzle on top. I sort of based it off of the little macadamia nut chocolates that they have in Hawaii. I, for the first time, I'm trying these ones with caramel in them and I'm super obsessed. I would have put like a milk chocolate or a dark chocolate, but I'm not much of a dark or milk chocolate drinker. Um, I like it for eating, but for drinking, I usually go with like white chocolate. So I sort of based it off that candy and I am enjoying. Um, I don't know if that's like super accessible. Can we talk about how expensive 100% Kona coffee is? I literally paid $27.99 for 100% Kona coffee for like a one pound bag um which is crazy because like me going to target and getting like the deluxe brand of coffee is like 8.99 which is freaking insane um for me oh sorry wait how much did i say 8.99 that was a total lie it's like 17 dollars to me i'm like oh my god look at me being bougie and getting this good cup of coffee um and then come home and make espresso with it so when i went there and it was 27.99 i was like I don't want to buy this, but I sort of like went to Hawaii with like the intentions of doing a couple things and that was one of them. So I, was, I just swallowed my freaking pride and emptied my wallet and I am so happy because this drink is delicious. I'm a huge fan. Can you hear the ice? Do you hear the ice? That's just like a little <laughs> ASMR moment so that you guys know that I'm actually drinking above. This is me working out how... I am going to do these episodes. I do want to do a themed coffee drink, maybe themed, um, try to be themed at the beginning of everyone. For those of you who don't know, I'm sort of like a coffee person. I started doing coffee when I was 19. I moved to America and uh, sort of found this little pastry job and slipped into like Cuban coffee and I've been addicted ever since. I worked for Starbucks for a long time as like every coffee person does or like doesn't but you know you work for 
some coffee corporation, if you're lucky, you start small. And then I got semi-poached to help curate a coffee menu for a vegan restaurant, which was super fun. Loved that education experience and sort of took that and realized what good coffee is for once in my life and have since enjoyed um, indulging in like quality coffee instead of just drinking Starbucks and Dunkin' all the time. I eventually got my own espresso machine and that's what I do now. Oh my god, I'm literally ranting forever about coffee. I mean, it's good because like, what are these episodes going to be about? Uh, <laughs> but I really don't want to rant for 30 minutes about coffee, so let us go straight into the topic of this week. Sort of bringing that Hawaii back in. Um, as you saw, I'm sure you saw, the title of this episode is called I'm a Runner. I'm a runner, Katie. I run away from people. Can you tell that I literally just watched Mean Girls the Musical? <laughs> How many Mean Girls references I going to make in this freaking podcast? Also, Renee Rapp, so freaking hot. Hella talented. The lead in that musical, though. Anyway, back to the podcast. Like I said, when I was 18, I moved to America from Japan all by myself because um, I felt like I needed a change and I sort of like had that independence. I'm an only child and I'm an Aquarius, so we strive for independence. And I was like, I'm going to go to America and do this by myself. So I moved to Florida of all places because my best friend from Japan was living in Florida and I didn't want to be like alone alone. So I moved there so that I would have her near me at all times, which is fantastic. And that is the start of my run. Um, growing up in the military, I moved every three years. But I have successfully moved probably like once every year since I was 18, um, whether it be from like city to different city or state to completely different state. I've yet to move out of the country again. Um, not taking that out of the cards for me because I am super in love with London. Um, and I would love to go to Australia. And I'm sure when I go to Australia, I'll get that Islander vibe and want to move there too. But I haven't been and so I'm not claiming that yet who knows I hear it's expensive there but the people there are freaking beautiful so I'm sure that I'll love that just as much um sort of talking about running um when I was in Hawaii like I said Islander vibes fantastic it was super fun I sort of lived like a little dream life for a couple days we went and like we're getting food I had like pokey on the beach which was fantastic and then we went and like saw Jurassic Park um not like the movie we did watch the movie because my friend that I was there with had never watched Jurassic Park before but we went to this little place that they have in Hawaii where the Jurassic Park movies were filmed and you can do like tours and we stopped by and like wanted to spontaneously do like horseback riding tour through the valley of Jurassic Park and when we got there it was so windy that they canceled the horse tours for the day so that sucked but it was kind of nice just to walk around and see, like, the area outside of, like, where the visitor center and stuff is. Obviously, we couldn't, like, do anything because we didn't want to take, like, a bus tour to go anywhere because this was my last day in Hawaii anyway. So I had to be at the airport later that night and we didn't want to, like, potentially spend, like, three to four hours there um, just waiting on, like, 30 tourists to get their crap together <laughs> while we were, like, waiting to move on to the next place. But 
like the beauty of that area is like all of freaking Hawaii. Like if you watch Jurassic Park and you're like, wow, this is like so flourishing and stuff like that. And you're like, wow, I wish I could see that. Hello, you can see that. It's totally real. It's all in Hawaii. I'm sure some of those plants were like planted to be from like the Triassic or Jurassic period or whatever. Being there and walking around is literally like being in Jurassic Park. And that was like one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. So kind of immersing myself in that. I was like, yo, I could like move here and live my childhood dream. Um, which was cute. Um, what else did we do? I, I had a lot of food there. Like we went and got curry, which is fantastic. Um, from this place called Coco's Curry, which if you've ever been to Japan, you know that Coco's Curry is like a chain there. It's so delicious. Japanese curry is like some of my favorite. We went to Matsumoto's, of course, which is like a huge shaved ice place in the North Shore in Hawaii on Oahu. Can you hear how nervous I am to mess up any of these names and get dragged for it? Please, 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 please don't drag me for something. I love your island and I want to live there respectfully and respect your island and live there and enjoy the beauty. Also, are these cutaways weird or do we like them? Um, which I went to quite a bit growing up because like the jump from excuse me, a little, my little burpee, my jump from, or the jump from Japan to Hawaii is like kind of short and we could take these like little free flights being in the military. So we went quite a few times and Matsumoto's was like one of my faves. Um, we did go to this little local place that my friend Keiki Lani took me to, but I didn't remember what it was. I should have like messaged her and asked, but it was like in the moment and we were getting Matsumoto's and enjoying, and it was fantastic. I also got a lot of candy, of course, because Li Hing Moi. Don't drag me! Candy is freaking fire. I think Li Hing Moi is like plum, like pickled plum. I could be totally wrong, but I think that's what it is. So they have like a Li Hing Moi powder that they put on like rainbow belts, which is my favorite. So I love like the rainbow belt Li Hing Moi, and that was so good. I had these things called manapua i think which is um like in the philippines and japan we call it shopao it's like these little buns with meat on the inside of them that are steamed so so freaking good i could go on and literally on about the food because my life is literally driven by food it makes me so happy but like all of my good food there made me like really reminisce of my childhood and that like really made me want to move there even more um on top of the fact that, like, hello, I've always wanted to move. I've been wanting to move to, like, new cities every few years. I literally just moved back to Florida, like, not that long ago. Um, actually, it was quite, like, a little over a year ago, but I was a flight attendant for most of my time here, so I didn't really get to, like, experience living in Florida, actually, until, like, October. So it really hasn't been long enough for me to really start considering moving to other places and... I have like a study life and that's what I wanted for myself. So why am I like always looking to uproot myself? <laughs> I don't know if anybody else is like that. Like I know it's like normal for people to want to stay somewhere for a while. But for me, when I'm there for like a year, I think it's like ingrained in my soul to be like, all right, I've been here for a year. Time to go somewhere else. I think like new experiences like really drives crap for me. And it's funny because I crave like the stagnant lifestyle a little bit like I'm like oh I'm gonna make these friends and have like lifelong friends which I do have lifelong friends but I think that's like the military person brat kid in me that like 
when you meet friends and you click, um, you know that you'll be in each other's lives for a long time and it's sort of like a long distance relationship sort of thing. And then every once in a while you meet up with each other and it's like no time has passed. And so I have those lifelong friends, but like these people who have been friends with people since like fourth grade and like have seen them every day, I will never experience that. But like kind of cosplaying that lifestyle is like appealing to me. Um, so I've been cosplaying that lifestyle for periods of like a year and a half. Uh, <laughs> and then I switched to a different city and then sometimes I move back to a city. Like I moved back to Virginia a couple times where I got to like cosplay that lifestyle of knowing people for like years and years on end. But we had like year gaps where I dipped and had like a totally completely life, different life and then came back and lived my quote unquote old life with like new upgrades one of the huge upgrades, oh my god, for me moving back to Virginia. I literally lived in Virginia for a year and a half to two years as a boy. Left, came back as a whole trans person. That was hilarious. Loved that so much. Um, I have an outline here. I really thought I wouldn't be talking this much. It's like when you find out that you can talk to yourself for an uncomfortably amount of time. Uncomfortable amount of time without feeling awkward, I feel like that might be mental illness, no? Yes. Yes, that's mental illness. I mean, talking about living in Florida, too, another, not to, like, be a downer on the whole freaking podcast right now, um, let me take a sip before I go into all this crap. God, let me know if you hate that ASMR, my mom, because I can take that out with the swiftness. But... Moving to Florida, as we all know, 2024 election year, um, things are getting pretty scary as they have gotten scary in the last year. Um, all of my queer friends who are even a little bit familiar with the South or looking at like what's going on down here, I sort of had like a scare back in December. I, well, not to go on another loophole rant, but last year I had surgery, so I hopped off hormones to let my body heal. Um, I didn't want like anything weird to happen. So like consulted my doctor about like maybe pausing hormones so that my body doesn't have to double work itself because, uh, the medicine that I take for my hormones like makes me dehydrated very easily. And then I had weight loss surgery last year and it like, that is the most dehydrating experience ever. So I was like, maybe for most of my recovery, I hop off hormones and then think about hopping back on like towards the one year mark, which I did successfully. But um, in December, I had planned on getting back on hormones for my birthday in January, which was going to be no problem for me, whatever. I realized that, or I found out that Florida passed a law that if you didn't sign a waiver in person by January 4th, that you wouldn't, wouldn't be eligible to receive trans health care um, after January 4th of 2024, even for like continuing people. So I've been on, like, hormones since 2018, um, off and on. For me to, like, not have the option to do that is completely insane to me. It's always been, like, easily accessible to me. Um, really just, like, talking to a doctor and telling them that you understand what's going on with your body and receiving the hormones. So having to jump through the hoops sort of, like, opened my eyes to the way that the South is moving, which is completely backwards. And I don't really see it getting better. I mean, I hope that it gets better. Of course, we all hope that things get better and progressively move forward. But just like being the realist in me and seeing my friends flee Florida and 
seeing everybody on the internet having like a plan to leave Florida. I I have started forming my plan for escaping Florida. And I think like going to these places and being like, oh, this could be my escape. And being in Hawaii, that was like so progressive. And like nobody ever like double looked at me. And also everybody on the island looks like an islander. So I look like an islander and it just kind of felt like I belonged, which is kind of nice, um, as I'm sure my people of color in the South, not even just my queer people in the South, but when you're walking down the street or when you're in a Walmart and you're like alone, everybody around you is white. So it's kind of like, it's like being an animal in the zoo. Like, you know, everyone's looking at you and you're like trying to just live your normal life, normal life. But um, you can't because you know, like everybody's looking at you and you want to be like this not downer for the community because you are the one example that that person has for who knows the next time they'll see somebody like me, you know? So I want to be like this shining example of excellence as being a person that I am. And I want to set a good tone. So like maybe the people who were a little unsure about people like me in the past could have this one small example of somebody like looking at them and smiling or holding the door open for them or picking up something if they drop something and of course like that's me just trying to be a good person in the first place because when you put positivity out in the world that's what you receive and so like that's how I live anyway but it comes with this whole added factor of like god everyone's looking at me and it's like pressure like I can't even imagine what it's like to be like shot into fame and having that for the first time in your life added to like being shot into fame and being a person of color, being shot into fame and being a trans person or like a super out and proud queer person. And it's just something totally different that nobody's ever looked at before. And like now everyone's looking at you and you have to be this like shining example of what the community is. And like the community is depending on you to be like that. And like nobody's asking you to do that, but that's just kind of how it is. And like, I'm not saying that I'm some super famous person, but being like, the person in my neighborhood or like in my town in my city like people see me and they're like oh god one of those and I don't want to be like this disgustingly like mean nasty person because that's what they're expecting and that's what they want of me like they want a reason to validate their disdain or like uncomfortability around people like me so me being super nice and I hope it just like pisses them off honestly they're like oh my god this person's so normal blah 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 and they like hate it but um I mean at the end of the freaking day like hopefully it's making them look inward and being like oh what the heck am I doing with my life that I and blah 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 but we all know that they aren't thinking that deep unfortunately I am they are thinking deep enough to freaking get brave enough to be ruder and ruder it seems and like I left the airline industry to work even more customer service like face-to-face with actual customers type deal and like dealing with customers on a day-to-day basis really like opens my eyes to how brave people are especially since COVID to like say things that were not freaking even remotely okay to say like back in the day and like being on a plane it's sort of like a bubble so like you're literally on a plane they have nowhere to escape and they're like less likely to say something crazy but I feel like like, every day in a customer service environment and like a retail environment somebody is saying something so out of park the term is out of pocket genius like hearing people call people open slurs because they don't know that that word is a slur 
blows my mind. Like, how are you so accustomed to living a certain lifestyle that you don't even understand, like, the R word as a bad thing or, like, the M word and preferring to somebody who may be a little shorter than the average person is a bad thing or saying words like colored when referring to people of color. That's not okay. And, like, they have never been conditioned to know that that's a bad thing. And I really appreciate the people who take it and listen and think like, oh God, maybe this isn't okay. And I should listen to this person instead of like fight me over while I've been saying it my whole life and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to change now. Every once in a while, there's somebody who's like, oh God, is that not okay? Like, let me not say that anymore. And I really appreciate those people. Oh my God, not this being hella deep for first episode. Whoops, my bad. Anyway, back to moving. I'm a runner, so we don't have to talk about racism all the time. Potentially moving to Hawaii, changing my name, getting a podcast studio on the beach. Aloha. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Just kidding, but I mean, honestly, James. Who is James? Can you imagine just like being on the beach or like having a huge window facing the beach and just podcasting every week and like that supporting you and like just freaking catching waves and eating pokey on the beach in the meantime what a freaking dream oh i said dreams um if anyone's hiring <laughs> if anybody wants a business partner in hawaii that will pay me an affordable wage my business email is in the bio i'm just kidding yeah i guess that might be it i don't know what a weird start to a chaotic adventure Everyone who messaged me on Instagram, I love you so much, Andrea, um, for posting me on your story with your little donkeys moment. I miss you so much. I miss talking about Duncan with you all the time. I miss my airport Duncan discount. I don't get that anymore, and I'm home every day, so I make my own lattes instead. I'm sure you're super jealous of my personalized lattes. I miss you so much. I miss everybody flying, really. But you know what I don't miss? Actually flying. <laughs> And being lonely in a random hotel on a Thursday night in Minneapolis or something. Anyway, if you would like to follow me outside of this podcast, I am Damiana Grande on every platform. And of course, Coffee on Tea. Wait, what's my what's my podcast name? I literally don't know it. Coffee and Tea on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I hope to talk to you soon, babes. XOXO, Coffee and Tea.